in a world where anyone can have a podcast. Peter Von Panda is one of them. Rants are taken to a whole new level. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast, a giant waste of time. Yo, 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 what's up, Panda Nation? Peter Von Panda here. I want to talk to you about something that I actually heard in real life, and I wish that this was the only time I heard it. But I, I you know, I've heard this in person, but I was actually listening to a speaker present, and one of the people asking a question was basically pitching him on why she was going to change the world. And I don't remember her exact words, but, you know, she said, I truly believe that I was meant to change the world, to impact the world. And I've heard that before. I've actually had people that I've worked with tell me that, that, you know, uh, if only the world could see their potential, you know, that they would be impactful, that they are the best in the world and whatever it might be, um, that some people are destined for fame. I've even heard someone tell me that it was in her genes to be successful. So I've heard it all, and my issue with it is I've heard this a lot lately, and it basically makes, as soon as I hear it, I think one, one. well, I think a couple of things. One, I think, one, you're completely driven by ego, but secondly, I am almost convinced that you will never be anything other than ordinary. In fact, uh, if you tell me that you were are destined to change the world, I'm pretty sure that uh, you're not even going to be uh, particularly extraordinary. And there's a number of reasons that I believe that, but here are some of the, the reasons that I think that. So for people to say, I am going to change the world, uh, to me means that they are putting the cart before the horse, particularly when they aren't doing anything yet, that it's uh, pre-company or pre-product or pre-service you know, it's one thing if someone is running a company that they built out of their garage into a multi-billion dollar organization like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or someone like that, and they say, I want to change the world. I get it. It's kind of something to say. But then you actually have, I guess, the chops and the justification and kind of being at that level and saying some of those kinds of things. But before you've actually done any of that, you are just presupposing that you're destined to do it. And what I think is that uh, the fame is primary and actually impacting anything is secondary. So if you say that, that you think you're going to be great at something and amazing, uh, but you don't even know what you're going to do yet. Basically, what you're saying is it's all me. It's not about what I have or what I'm going to do. And you don't even think it depends on that. It's kind of like anything that flows out of your mind is just um, incredible. And your basic purpose almost for existing is to serve yourself as opposed to serving a greater good. So a lot of the people that I think that we would name as people who have been world changers, you know, or um, uh, put their dent in the world or put their dent in the universe. I know a lot of people used to say that about Steve Jobs. I think a lot of those people and, you know, talk about people that, you know, didn't make corporations but were famous in their own right like mother Teresa or albert einstein or some of these other people who have massive impacts on society and humanity as a whole you know i don't think they would have ever said that some of them might have you know and i definitely know in the tech world a lot of people love making their pitch about changing the world i even watched or read WeWork's uh prospectus once and it said something about you know changing the world with the power of we or whatever but you know my problem with it is that um 
it is uh, basically not creating anything yet. There's no reason to think that. And that the people who have uh, basically succeeded, you know, so take all these famous people, for example, they're talking about what they're trying to do. They're, tr- they're talking about what they've done, what their mission is, right? The impacts that they're having. But they're not saying that I am changing the world, right? Because it's almost like um, they're being driven by their purpose, which I think is the whole point of it, right? So for a lot of people, and it's kind of like the entrepreneurial problem. A lot of people say, I want to be an entrepreneur. The people that are actually, I think, being successful at entrepreneurship are the people who are solving a problem, right? They're like, hey, how can I uh, get this product uh, manufactured? How can I impact all these people? How can I uh, raise money to help my community or whatever it might be? And they're trying to solve a problem and entrepreneurship ends up being the method to do that. The difference here is that if you want to just be big and you don't have the method, then you're being kind of driven by the wrong thing and there's basically nothing that's going to you know, kind of fulfill that and allow you to do that in probably the most efficient or kind of an effective way in many cases. I actually think it's the participation trophy generation that thinks this, right? That, you know, what would give any one person of the billions of people that exist today and the billions of people that have existed in humanity, the idea that they are exceptional, right? And so if you take all the people You know, if I were to just ask you to take a piece of paper and list out all the people that you think have really profoundly impacted humanity, there could be a pretty long list. I mean, you could go from Napoleon to uh, Alan Menken, you know, the guy who wrote, uh, I think, I think the music for Little Mermaid, you know, but there could probably be a lot of people, you know, from Michael Eisner to Steve Jobs and industries, um, industry leaders to people with a particular humanitarian focus like the Dalai Lama and Gandhi and, you know, whatever, right? But I think the list relative to the number of people there are is pretty short. And so by far, your chances, no matter who you are, are that you are going to be pretty regular. You're going to be pretty ordinary. And to me, the big problem is that I feel like we've created this culture where ordinary isn't okay. Everyone's got to be extraordinary in their own thing, and some people will be. But I think living and existing in the middle is fine, and there is plenty of enjoyment and happiness and contentment and fulfillment and ability to give to your fellow man and to your family and friends and do the things you want and live the life you want without having to be in that extraordinary level, in that top point one of uh, uh, 0.1%, right? A lot of people, and I think most people realize that maybe I'm just at a stage in my life where I'm realizing that, you know what, you, I'm not going to be on the cover of Fortune magazine or, you know, someone that is going to be a celebrity or things like that. And that's fine. Most people don't. And there is really um, a, a lot of enjoyment and peace and anonymity and comfort of being in the middle. And you can still be in the middle and still have a profound impact. So I guess what I'm saying is that that participation trophy generation makes people think that they're extraordinary. And and when you're extraordinary in your small pond, when you're a big fish in your small pond, like, you know, of your family, um, and... You get out into the real world and you still think you're a big fish, then I think you're borderline delusional. That's what I'm saying. 
My other problem with it is that people who tell me this stuff and then I ask them, why are you going to change the world? They don't know yet and it's almost irrelevant in their mind. And the problem here is that they are future framing, right? So what I don't like and I actually don't care about it all is future framing anything in in many cases. I do like future framing in the sense of like, hey, what's the direction? What do I need to do? Kind of how do I develop my mission plan? You know, those types of things, you know, figure out a direction that I'm going and work towards it. But what I don't want to hear is constant reiteration of that future framing. All we need to do is establish that to come up with an action plan or some tasks, a process, whatever it might be. But I don't want to be constantly reminded of it because the only thing that actually matters is what you have accomplished to get there. So if you want to be the president of the company that you work for, that's fine. And I only need to hear that once, right? And I almost never want to hear it again. What I think people are confused about is that the more they say it, the more likely it is to happen. And that is not the truth. And in fact, I think it's actually uh, the opposite of that. I think the more you say it and the more you believe it in your mind and you reaffirm it and you know create a mantra so that you believe it in your mind the less you think you have to actually have to do because you think you have pre-programmed you think you're destined for it you think you're entitled to it that uh by repeating it or whatever or even buying into it that you'll make it happen and i don't think that's the case i think what you want to do is set your sights out in the future and then figure out what you can do to get yourself there Right. And so what I don't want to hear is I'm going to change the world. And then you tell someone else I'm going to change the world. And you re keep repeating that because I think it doesn't matter. What I want to know is what have you done to change the world? What did you do today? What did you do yesterday? You know, so when I work with people and they're working on, say, a financial goal, right? I want to buy a car. I don't want to keep hearing, I want to buy a car, I want to buy a car every time we connect. I want to hear about what did you do? Did you put $100 away for it? Did you um, sell some stuff, you know, last week? What did you do last week, last month? What have you done in the past year? Because that's the only relevant part. What you're actually doing to get there. That's the only relevant thing to me, right? I only need to know about that future point once. And then you can tell me every time about all the things that you're doing. And maybe it's going to put you on pace to get out of there. Maybe it's not, you know, it's really ir irrelevant. It means you're moving in that direction. But when you tell me you're just going to change the world, right? And you haven't told me what you're going to do. And in fact, the interview that I heard or the presentation that I heard, uh, she was uh, didn't know what she was going to do, but she needed money to do it. And the speaker asked, you know, how much money do you need? And I, what he was getting at, in my opinion, was that, if she if she needed a certain amount of money, she could just go out and work and, and earn it and save it, right? It's just all excuses when I am don't have to explain what I'm going to do because I'm just so filled with great ideas. If you give me money, all your dreams will be realized is just kind of stupid and idiotic. And I think the oh reality will set in eventually, usually for those people, not very quickly. In fact... Here's where I get to that second point that I made earlier, is that if you tell me that, if you tell me that you believe that you are destined to change the world, um, I pretty much, unfortunately, will assume that you're going to be somewhat of a professional failure in your life. Because 
I think you have the whole process of success backwards. Not just success in the way that we think of it, of like driving nice cars and having your name on the side of an airplane, but just success as in uh, being able to do a job and to be coached and to learn and to train and to grow and to work with others and to be collaborative and to support each other. You know, uh, um, because I think the people that win Nobel Prizes and get lots of accolades are not trying to do that. You know, it's 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 like I, I heard, I, I was talking to someone and she was telling me that she wanted to give a TED Talk. And I was thinking, and I asked her, you know, what, what do you want to give a TED Talk on? And I was thinking, you're not a very good speaker, so that would be a little odd. Um, and she's like, I don't know, I just want to give a TED Talk. It's kind of like when I talked to a buddy of mine and he said, I want to write a book. And I said, on what? And he's like, I don't know, I just want to write a book. All right, well, it's, it's, it's definitely possible. But I know a friend of mine who gave a TED Talk. And you know what she was not trying to do is give a TED Talk. What she was trying to do is help people come up with strategies that help people like her. And, you know, because she was an expert in that space, she was asked to give a TED Talk, right? So I think the priorities are are backwards, right? You're, you are trying uh, to reverse engineer something. And what you need to do is kind of figure out what you want to be an expert on. Uh, immerse yourself on that, and then you will be rewarded with those opportunities or those awards. But if you think about, hey, what can I do to get that award? That is usually a pretty dead end to making sure that you don't get it. That's my point. So if I hear people talking about what they think they're going to do and impact the world and the universe as a whole, uh, I'm pretty sure you have sabotaged your opportunity with me because I think that you are probably not particularly self-aware and you are probably far less capable than you think you are and that you sell yourself as that's just my rant for today stop telling people you're going to change the world peter von panda out this is the peter von panda podcast a giant waste of time